Seattle's militant insurrection has begun by soy boys and vegan anti-fascist. We check in on the hot new autonomous zone, Chaz. Let's check in and see the Seattle SoundCloud hip-hop warlord and his autonomous zone community garden on the next Adrian Slade Show. The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slade Show. Can I just start by saying it's great to be back in the studio? <laughs> but anyways, so Seattle Antifa terrorist. Yeah, these people have decided they're going to take over a city block in Seattle. And the police just let them do it. In fact, I think they did it around a police station. The most amazing thing was the governor didn't even know it was happening. He's completely oblivious. And we'll play a clip of that in a moment. But the mayor is allowing it to happen. Because like I said on the last podcast, it's top down, bottom up. They don't care. The police don't care. Law and what? The governor doesn't care. The mayor doesn't care. The city council, the state legislature. Nobody cares. They're allowing this crap to happen for political reasons. So they allowed this city block to be taken over. The mayor thinks it's so great she dropped off some porta potties for him. So I, I think, I feel like I'm in an episode of SNL. Do you remember Stefan, who would always talk about the crazy clubs whenever they said, Hey, do you have any ideas of what to do when you come to town? Um, I feel like it needs to be read like this. Seattle's hottest autonomous zone is Chaz, and they mean business. It has everything. Transvestites with swinging bike locks, mass twinks with collapsible batons, a community garden, and a SoundCloud hip-hop warlord who has risen to power. Let's check in on the magical autonomous zone of Chaz. You know what the thing is? You have hijacked it. You have taken the meaning away. You don't cannot protect it. What you like? What you like? Go for it. Don't try to shut the black community out. I'm black. I'm black myself. Open, but you have your phone. You're not black. Come on, come on. She said I'm not black. What kind of bickering? What kind of change do you get from bickering back and forth? We can all check this out. I'm not done talking, boy. I'm not done. Bring your friends on the mic. I'm not done. You won't let me talk. I got the mic. Hush. Like I said, what just? No, I ain't done. Six feet, man. Six feet. Use your words and your pen. Then go ahead and write. 
let him talk. It's like he got to let somebody else talk. We are all here to say what's on our minds and our hearts. I'm not done. I know you can't because this ain't a Q&A. Six feet. Six feet. Yeah, so somehow they got a PA system there in the autonomous zone. And it's like filled with graffiti. There's tons of soy boys in masks. I mean, they're all just uh, chanting stupid crap. Uh, they obviously can't figure out what to do in the new Lord of the Flies, the land of Lord of the Flies in real time. And they've grabbed fencing, so they built a wall. Wow, I thought they were open borders. They also have this George Foreman guy out there yelling at somebody who's trying to live stream it, kicking them out. They're deporting people. And this guy, he even references in a cock rock, a 1980s cock rock music title where he's like, don't go away, man, just go away. I don't know if that was like Poison or Motley Crue. Who, who the hell knows? Yeah, listen to this garbage. Who don't matter? This 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 They my violence, bitch, I'm not. Most people have been following my stream. You don't want me, you want me to pull your panties down? Bitch, don't come back. Don't go away, man. Bitch, just go away. Yeah, this Lord of the Flies experiment isn't going so well. I mean, now, a lot of this that I've gotten, as far as information goes, was from Andy No. You probably know him. He's at Mr. or Mr. Andy NGO. He is a writer for Post Millennial. Um, he, he's been covering this whole thing. This is some of the uh, information that he's put out. Seattle Mayor Jenny is allowing a dangerous situation to fester. Antifa militants have taken over and created an autonomous zone in the city with their own rules. Police precinct has been abandoned. Antifa has set up barricades to create a border, calling for volunteers to provide armed guard. And they have a flyer that they put out that they want to abolish the police. Here's what the flyer says. <laughs> but what about armed bank robbers, murderers, and supervillains? Crime isn't random. Most of the time it happens because someone has been unable to meet their basic needs through other means. So to really fight crime... We don't need more cops. We need more jobs, more educational opportunities, more arts programs, more community centers, more mental health resources, and more of a say in how we do our own community and how it functions. Sure, in this long transition process, we may need a small specialized class of public servants whose job is to respond to violent crimes. But part of what we're talking about here is what role police play in our society right now cops just don't respond to violent crimes they make needless traffic stops arrest petty drug users harass black and brown people and engage in a wide range of broken windows policing behaviors that only serve to keep more people under the thumb of the criminal justice system well broken windows policing was something that was set up by rudy giuliani in new york and was really successful it cleaned up what was a dirt hole 
a crap pile of a city that was New York City, cleaned it up, but now we're backpedaling towards that, um, that pile that it once was. Now, here's something interesting. This was an actual tweet. Alerta to the homeless people we invited took away all the food from the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. We need more food to keep the area operational. Please, if possible, bring vegan meat substitutes, fruits, oats, soy products, etc. Anything to help us eat. Because they set up an autonomous zone in the nation's capital. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, the world's most ambitious anthropological experiment, has received its first warlord. Took only one day for the monopoly on violence to be discovered. What will happen next? Yeah, this guy, he's a SoundCloud rapper, Roz Simone. He and his crew, they assaulted a man for graffiti. This is some of the uh, back and forth. Roz is becoming a very thing people didn't want to begin with. This is the second time I've seen Roz assault someone on video during the protest. The first being Omari while he was live streaming. This video is terrifying. We are the police now. Holy crap, what a nightmare. Who is he? This is who he is now. He hasn't evolved into this recently. <laughs> so, Raz, the SoundCloud hip-hop warlord, has now taken over um, the Autonomous Zone in Capitol Hill. I kind of feel like that needs to be uh, a letter. You know, since they've seceded from the Union, they, basically that's what they're doing with this Autonomous Zone. They seceded from the Union um, we've gone from medically seceded states during the COVID pandemic, you know, where we had to socially distance. And that all went out the window when the riots happened. Shows you how much uh, that was necessary. But, well, we've moved now to having little enclaves across the nation seceding from the Union. And I feel like they need to do a Civil War letter. It's like, dearest Braden. You know, because they always have to have these stupid cutesy names nowadays for millennials like Braden and Braley or whatever. Dearest Braley, it's been a fortnight since we have spoken. The temperature's cold. It's very cold. But it's not cold just because of the temperature. It's also cold because of the distance between you and I. We were going to celebrate the birth of our savior, Vladimir Lenin. His birthday was coming up. And I want to celebrate it with you. But though I long to be with you, we have planted a community garden because the homeless people who we have took in under our cloak of security, they took all the food away. Please send us vegan meat substitutes, fruits, oats, soy products, anything to help us eat. This whole thing is stupid. It is but stupid. But we can mock it all we want. The problem is there is a deep, deep underlying uh, organization that we need to talk about. We've talked about it in the past. I've got a whole podcast going four, maybe three, four years ago, talking about Black Lives Matter and the communist roots, talking about Antifa and their communist roots. But there's some other global issues that we're going to get into. Some other Antifa groups across the world who have aligned with Antifa, who have provided operational uh, consultation. They have done training. They have provided weaponry. There's organizations funding it. It's not just George Soros. It's also Tom Steyer. It's also Mike Bloomberg. And we're going to get into all that on the other side of the break. Stick with us. This is Adrian Slade. 
start off by giving you a name, Matthias William Baldwin. He was a manufacturer whose improvements of the steam locomotive included a steam-tight metal joint that permitted his engines to use steam at double the pressure of others. Originally trained as a jeweler, but experienced in industrial design and manufacture, Baldwin was approached in 1832 by the Philadelphia and Germantown Railroad, which needed a locomotive. The commission proved to be the start of the Baldwin Locomotive Works. During its founder's lifetime, the plant built more than 1,500 locomotives. Among Baldwin's philanthropies was education for black children. His abolitionist sympathies led to a southern boycott of his engines shortly before the American Civil War. And you know what? Some idiot Antifa moron decided to try and deface the statue because everything's dumb in 2020. This person was not a Civil War uh, Confederate hero. He was an abolitionist. He was fighting for the rights of black Americans 30 years before the Civil War even happened. But these morons are out there trying to topple statues. We had one toppled in Portsmouth, and it landed on one of the peop- one of the protesters' heads. His skull was showing. It was reported that he flatlined twice on the way to the uh, on, on the way to the hospital. Um, his neck was broken, all because they wanted to take down statues because the statue offended me. Show me on the statue where your feels were hurt, because that's what happened. So while all this is going on. We have the mayor of uh, D.C. out there trying to stand on the fact that Trump was calling her out. And this is Mayor Jenny Durkin, what she said in response to Donald Trump. It's clear President Donald Trump doesn't understand what's happening on five square blocks of our city. Cal Anderson and Capitol Hill has been for decades a place for free speech, community and self-expression. Lawfully gathering and expressing First Amendment rights, demanding we do better as a society and provide true equality for communities of color is not terrorism, it's patriotism. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, Chaz, Chaz, is not a lawless wasteland of anarchist insurrection. It is a peaceful expression of our community's collective grief and their desire to build a better world. Given his track record, it's not hard to believe that Trump is wrong yet again. For thousands of individuals who have been on Capitol Hill, I think you've seen what I've seen. The painting of Black Lives Matter along Pine Street, food trucks, spaghetti potlucks, teach-ins, and movies. Seattle is passionate. We demand justice. And I believe we will be at the forefront of true meaningful change. Nothing will distract our city from work that needs to be done. I have remained committed to working with the community, including the organizers currently on Capitol Hill, to reimagine how we do things as a city and what investments in public safety, public health, and economic justice look like. The hell is economic justice? Anyways, I'm working with the Seattle PD chief and Carmen Best and listening to the community to understand how we can continue to build trust between our Seattle police officers and the community around the East Precinct. One of the things President will never understand is that listening to the community is not weakness, it is strength. A real leader would not see a nationwide protest born from hundreds of years of immense grief of our black community, communities of color, and so many others, 
and the call to become an anti-racist society as an opportunity to build a better nation. I also want to be clear that I have stated publicly previously, it is unconstitutional and illegal to send the military to Seattle. We will not let that happen. Um, by the way, I think I said she was a Capitol Hill uh, mayor of D.C. This is the mayor of Seattle. So we're talking about two different leftist enclaves here. We're talking about Chaz in Seattle, and we're also talking about the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Um, she says, this will build off our existing work to provide child care and free college to every public school and every high school student. Jobs for the youth institute criminal justice reforms, including vacating convictions of marijuana use. We will continue to build up our women and minority owned small business programs at the city of Seattle that prioritize hiring businesses owned by women, black and indigenous people and people of color. So you see that there's a lot in there. Free college. I'm, I'm surprised she hasn't thrown free health care in there. This is all leftist garbage. But it's your mayor. It's your governor. You know, it's Governor Blackface here in Virginia. He's out there talking about taking down the statue in Richmond, which the judge actually blocked. No one's pulling him out of the state house for being blackfaced. No one's p- pulling him out because he was going, Mammy, you know? They called him Coon Man. He's did it so many times. None of that was happening. And the thing that kills me about all of this is that they're supporting an organization that has a communist underlining belly to it. I mean, the Black Lives Matter um, protest, the Black Lives Matter movement, Antifa, both of which are built on communism. Let's listen to Project Veritas uncover some of this. We did apply for a grant from Soros at one point, just a long time ago. We actually did get a, a, a grant from them. There is going to be in We did apply for a grant from Soros at one point, just a long time ago. We actually did get a, a, a grant from them. There is going to be a need for thousands of people and then millions to come into the streets. We try to even come style. We've been talking to his assistant. We're meeting with his main his main advisor on impeachment. I think he has political ambitions that he may actually want to not be directly connected. In Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, you and this is this at a certain point dominates the national news. It's a very disruptive force. Last week, we released video of New York Antifa-like group Refuse Fa, short for Refuse Fascism training people how to poke people's eyes out and reframing assault as self-defense. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if that does knock him out, then yeah, the nose, the eyes, the eyes would be We just kind of want to, in the space, reframe the idea of self-defense as not simply you're being acted upon by an aggressor, but it's a kind of a decision you make um, to fight back. Uh, in a lot of ways to say, um, I'm human and I'll, this, I occupy this space and I'll be not, not Now today, we unmask undercover footage of their national organizer, the national organizer for refused fascism, and we release footage that suggests who might even be funding their militant operation. The ultimate vision is to, for people to break with their comfort and come into the streets day after day, night after night, in the hundreds of thousands, until the millions, and not leave in 
until they have the staff did get a, a, a grant from them around, um, we started a thing called the National Day of Appreciation for Abortion Providers. Contributing money is a huge, look, we are not going to reach millions without millions. That's just, a, that's just straight up. We are not going to do it. We need millions of dollars to reach millions of people. You know, if you can get a meeting with um, either one of those, um, Sansara Taylor or Andy Z, you would be like, it would be... <laughs> It would be a, a very important experience in your life. <laughs> We're trying to become style. And, and what? Uh... Um, right now, I don't know if we took the meeting today. We're meeting with his main his main advisor on impeachment. They kind of, I don't know who that is. Is somebody? That's kind of a big deal. I mean, that's we're meeting. We've been talking to his assistant. He was gonna. He first said he was gonna meet. Then he got busy. He made the announcement. Popstar has been retweeting some of our stuff. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's gonna want to. I think he has. This is only me speaking, based on reading newspapers from New York. I think he has political ambitions. Well, yeah, I mean, that, there's always been the rumor he's going to run, run right. for governor. That he may actually want to not be directly connected. What's amazing is the fact that they call themselves comrades, that they've got backing from George Soros, they've got backing from, um, from Tom Steyer, they got backing from even Bloomberg. And you have to realize there's a lot to um, Black Lives Matter. Listen to this. Black Lives Matter have received over $100 million in funding from the Open Society Foundation, the Ford Foundation, the Borealis Philanthropy, among others. I mean, it's, it's based on the, uh, the foundation of what's called the Freedom Roads Society, a Freedom Roads Socialist uh, Organization. And you know what the Freedom Roads Socialist Organization is. This is a giant leftist, communist, Marxist uh, organization. Now, listen to this. The Freedom Road Socialist Organization was formed in 1985 as many of the Maoist-oriented groups formed in the United States, the new communist movement of the 1970s, as it was shrinking and collapsing, the FRSO tried to solidify some of these groups into a single organization that would have longevity. The component groups of FRSO saw uh, ultra-leftism as the main heir of the new communist movement and attempted to reverse what they saw was that movement's excessive divisiveness and sectarianism. The FRSO was founded in 1985 by a merger of two organizations, the Proletarian Unity League and the Revolutionary Works uh, Workers, and then a subsequent fusing with the Organization for Revolutionary Unity in 1986. It's amazing. 
FRSO supports self-determination up to and including independence from for African-Americans in the Black Belt region of the South, Chicanos in the Southwest, and the Hawaii Nation in the Pacific Ocean. They are a Marxist organization. So Black Lives Matter is being painted as this, you know, this just benevolent organization. Nothing, nothing wrong with what they've got going on there. Yeah, they're just, you know, they're down for the struggle. Now, I want to read um, a memo that I found. Um, this is amazing. Avenge George Floyd and all those murdered by state brutality. The uprisings ongoing in America, a response to the police brutality that murdered George Floyd, are underlining the racist origins of American states founded on genocide and built by slaves. The violence of state forces against black and other people of color has sparked massive social unrest. Even in the heart of the former Confederacy, we are witnessing resistance on a massive scale against radically motivated killings by police. For centuries, countless people have been kidnapped from their homelands and forced to build countries in which in return have oppressed and uh, murdered them this is a long-term existential struggle that has made significant strides but has never been able to fully resolve the inherent racist contradictions at the foundation of american societies in the u.s the regime has very clearly lost control and is now sending an occupying army in an attempt to maintain order the people are surrounding the White House as the president cowers in a bunker and the stores of the wealthy from Beverly Hills to Manhattan have been relieved of their luxury goods. In Brazil, outraged protests are challenging the fascist government that has been threatening the poor, the people of color, the indigenous communities from the flavels of the jungles of Amazons to the coffee fields to the suburbs of the overcrowded cities. Resistance is spreading, uniting their voice, voices, proclaiming that black lives matter. And this resistance is being organized not only in America, but also in Europe, Asia, the Middle East, and of course, Africa. Uprisings are important. They remind us we have the power to change things. But we also know that the nation states will use every means to prevent a revolutionary process and maintain the status quo. Police, military, paramilitary jails, torture, media manipulation, counterintelligence operations. In order to defend ourselves, we have to transform this spring of rage into organized resistance, not only with the capacity to self-defense, but also be able to develop alternatives, to develop a meaningful struggle, to develop free life. We have to show our commitment and determination to continue the path we are walking, the path that so many freedom fighters walk before us, whatever consequences may come. This can only be achieved by engaging with society, with the community, cultivating true love and comradeship among our friends and allies, struggling together for a better world. We need to regain that faith that another world is possible and we need to do it together because if not who, if not when, if not now, then when? We need to educate ourselves to build our own truth, to be able to challenge the lies they try to make us swallow, to believe in our own strength and recover the trust in ourselves and make us able to stand up and shout loudly and full of pride that I am a revolutionary. Now, here's the kicker. From the front lines of the Rehova Revolution, we support these uprisings unflinchingly and encourage all revolutionary comrades to do the same. People should not be oppressed and regarded as inferior for their skin color, gender, uh, social class, ethnic, or, or religious identity. We have to get rid of the borders and hierarchies that divide us. Let's come together 
through solidarity and self-organization, let's come together and build a free life beyond state. All revolutionary struggles have the same horizon, They and only by mutual aid and international solidarity can we face the violence and oppression of this system of capitalist modernity. The anarchist struggle has come hand-to-hand, shoulder-to-shoulder with the anti-patriarchal struggle and the class struggle and the ecological struggle. Because it is the women, the poor, the black, the queer, the colonized, the indigenous, all the oppressed and disoppressed of the world who can build a world where other worlds are possible. This is from somebody from the Syrian Kurds. Huh? Who would have thunk? The Syrian Kurds. You mean those that we were, that we were supposed to support? Those that if we left behind... Like Trump was going to do, then, you know, we were leaving behind our allies. Because the Syrian Kurds are also Antifa. That's right. We have a connection between Antifa and the Syrian Kurds. Antifa in Europe, who was out firebombing the G20 back in 2014. In fact, Mayor de Blasio, whose daughter was caught rioting and then arrested to which he was really proud, to which she returned that um, glowing praise to say, um, Daddy, you need to check your white privilege, believe it or not. But yeah, de Blasio flew over to the G20 to protest with Antifa, the same Antifa that was also in the Syrian Kurdish YPG, uh, was it YPK, something like that, PPGs, whatever the hell. So this made everything click with me. Remember, there is a program entitled Civil Society 2.0, a program that the State Department under Obama with State Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, then John Kerry, their aim was armed uh, to arm and train revolutionaries in targeted countries. And what they would do is they would train them to be proficient with social media, to organize, and then to strike when there was some sort of weird political flashpoint that they can exploit. This happened all over the place. They did this in Ukraine. Eric Charamella, the whistleblower, yeah, he was responsible for starting the Ukrainian revolution. He was CIA, was working with the State Department. They did this in Egypt with the Muslim Brotherhood, and they were successful for a little bit until the until the uprising came and kicked them out. Rightfully so. This is also what happened in Libya. Remember, They couldn't rein in the revolutionaries, though, because they were militant Islamists. They were like Al-Qaeda. And remember the movie 13 Hours in Benghazi? How was the militant insurgency in Libya so nimble that they could attack the base on a dime with tons of people? It was because they were organized through social media. They were communicating through Telegram and uh, Signal and different apps like that. Who taught them how to do all of that? Well, the Clinton State Department was also funneling Gaddafi's weapons after Gaddafi was killed into Syria from Libya to support the removal from Assad. So I would think it was probably a botched failure of a coup attempt by the State Department with funding run off the books by the CIA. Yeah, that's why there was a CIA annex right down the corner from the Benghazi uh, embassy. Amazing. So... After they assassinated our ambassador, killed great patriots that were protecting him, they firebombed the CIA annex because, you know, uh, you weren't supposed to ask that there was a CIA annex there. You're not supposed to even care. 
That didn't matter. Because at the end of all of this, the militants were swan diving in our embassy's pool and uh, after they conquered it. But, you know, what difference at this point does it even make? So Libya is just an utter failure, and it's ruled now by who? Yeah, the United Nations. That's going to go great because that's what the United Nations would like to do with every country. Some of these uh, American legislatures, you know, some of these congressmen, senators, they're calling for UN peacekeeping troops to come into America. So just keep that in mind. So in Syria... This started started to make Syria make more sense. If you remember, I did a two-part series four or five, uh, three or four years ago on Syria. And I centered it around the idea that the resources of oil between certain nations is what they want. And I still think that that was a good crux of it. But I also think that the State Department was involved in this as well. And it started to make more sense. So in Syria, think of this. We aided al-Nusra, which is al-Qaeda. In Syria to remove Assad. Same people that knocked down our buildings on 9-11 were helping them out. Well, the, the, the idea was, well, if we keep them busy over there doing things that are in our best interest, they won't use it against us. Right. That's always what happens. But so they wanted to remove Assad by backing al-Nusra, the Syrian wing of al-Qaeda. What they didn't expect was to have a split in al-Nusra that created ISIS. ISIS was too fundamental for the Al-Qaeda people. They were too hardcore, too 7th century. They were more hardcore and ruthless than any Al-Qaeda member. Even um, Al-Zarahiri, or what, I think he was the one who died in 2004, 2006 in Iraq. And that dude was pretty hardcore. So while all that's going on, Iran and Russia and Turkey became concerned. As ISIS just grew like a cancer, they were worried it was going to spill over into their countries. So Russia, Russia and Turkey were worried about energy resources, but Iran wanted to capitalize on the instability. Iran had a little bit of a relationship with uh, Assad, but they also, under the radar, were supporting al-Qaeda, allowing al-Qaeda to run through Iran into Syria to attack neighborhoods so that everything can be blamed on Assad. So while Assad was compromised... And certain parts of the country were left wide open. Iran set up outposts all over Syria. Why? To pressure Israel. So once ISIS got too out of control, we decided we needed to find another revolutionary group to quell the situation. We didn't back the Peshmergas in Iraq because it was ISIS, the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria, also known as ISIL, the Islamic State of uh Iraq and the Levant, which the Levant included Israel. <laughs> Get that. Um, yeah, so we had to back them somehow. And the Obama administration decided, hey, we can, we can work with the a communist revolutionary group, the Syrian Kurds. They've only been firebombing Turkey and Erdogan for God knows how long. And they set up their own what? Autonomous zone. Imagine that. Yep, the northern part of Syria is an autonomous zone that the Syrian Kurds have basically captured and turned into their own nation state. So they began training Americans to be Antifa fighters, organizing them to be utilized domestically. Now, Trump is learning all of this since he's come into office, and it hit the apex about the time that we started subpoenaing subpoenaing, uh, Obama officials because of spying and because of all the things that are going on in the background. That's why you had the 
economic forced collapse of our of our entire nation done by Democrat governors, Democrat cities, Democrat municipalities, all under the name of COVID-19, the Chinese Wuhan coronavirus. We actually reacted in a way that was detrimental to the health of the United States in order to destroy the economy under the guise of safety and staying at home. Then we just flipped the switch and turned it into a revolutionary uh, march and insurrection across the nation. So, you know, all of this is coming out. We bailed on the Kurds as we should have, and documents are being declassified all over the place, and that's why we were forced into economic lockdown, and now we have transitioned into a domestic insurrection. Other nations were involved too. United Kingdom, France, Italy. Remember, they were hit hardest with COVID-19. Iran's military and and, uh, uh, political leadership all down with COVID-19. All lots of deaths from coronavirus, interestingly enough. What were they doing in China? Italy. And then you've got France, who France actually, many of their nationals fled and joined the joined the Syrian Kurds. Foreign uh, was it the um French uh foreign legion? Many of them went and started fighting with the Kurds, joining them because Antifa is a communist organization. Black Lives Matter is a communist organization. And when you have your friends and relatives going, Black Lives Matter, I'm going to post on Facebook. I'm going to put a big black square on Instagram. I love what the Babylon Bee said. Kraft Singles has put out its black single cheese for Black Lives Matter. You know, there's a there was an article that we were joking around about with the, um, the other day with Conservative Library about the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, the Kool-Aid man has stepped down because he didn't support Black Lives Matter. Kool-Aid man canceled for issuing support for Black Lives Matter. The Kool-Aid man, Winston Bentley, was canceled on social media recently due to the lack of support statements of solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Winston said, I didn't realize a statement was necessary. Oh, yeah, I heard that Gushers issued a statement But we were gushers before gushers ever existed. I mean, I thought it was kind of implied until I heard that silence is consent. The Kool-Aid man is stepping down as CEO. He is leaving behind his reserves of great flavors as a mea culpa for his inequities. It was an emotional parting as he smashed through the office wall and stepped out into the street. It was not accompanied with the bellowing, oh yeah, but a somber, slow walk reminiscent of the closing credits of the Incredible Hawk TV series. Dong, dong. Augustian Farms' white granulated so- uh, sugar was unavailable for comment, but we know why. It was cracking racist. Um, so, yeah, that's our Babylon Bee-styled article. Thanks for tuning in to the Adrian Slade Show. I'm Adrian Slade. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart. You can also listen to us on the Roku channel. Download that. And also donate to the show, patreon.com slash Adrian Slade Show, or go to anchor.fm. You can also leave a message at anchor.fm or even call us on the already uh, canceled podcast hotline at 929-GO-GO-USA. We'll see you guys next time.